the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck.
That was Degenerate from the self-titled EP from tonight's guest, Your Memorial. I'm Dave Hawkins, and thanks for checking into The Antidote. It must be great to be in a band. You know, you're totally immersed in your passion of creating music. You're on the road playing shows and making new friends. You also bond with the other members of the band as if you were brothers. Then a change begins. The world, responsibilities, and relationships start to overshadow the art. All of that comes down to say that your memorial is now finished as a band. What is good is that it ended on a positive note. They're still brothers, they had an excellent farewell tour, and they've released an amazing EP for their finale. Before the band did close up, I went to one of your memorial's last shows, and I sat down with the band's guitarist, Willie Weigel, for a talk about what the band's music journey has been like over the past decade. Enjoy. Willie Weigel of Your Memorial is here with me for a talk about the band. Thanks for coming, man. Thanks for having me, Dave. We're <laughs> sitting out in the car on a cool fall night to talk about music. Yeah, it's a, it's a great spot. We haven't been here to Canada in a few years, so we're glad to be back. This has got to be a tough time for you and the band. This is it. It's your final tour. Saying goodbye to your fans. Yeah, I don't think it has quite even sunk in yet, but we're just taking it as we go for these last few shows and enjoying every moment that we can. Your memorial has really developed quite a fan base here in Canada. I mean, tonight, you know, we've got your show that we're talking to outside of the Fox Lounge in Barrie. And your closing tour has more Canadian dates than it does American. It's like, what's up? You're going to move north of the border? Yeah, there's a there's a strong pull from Canada, and we've always enjoyed coming up here. And every time we've came, Canada's been wonderful to us. So we were happy to come back, and it just worked out that there were more Canada dates than dates in the States, which is very interesting, but we're cool with it. Coming from Minnesota... Twin Cities, that is such a music hotbed. I've spoken with so many bands from there. Yeah, it's a real blessing to be in such a privileged music scene. Having traveled to 46 of the 50 states, we've seen every type of scene, good and not so good, um, over the years. And the Twin Cities is our favorite place to be. I suppose I want to get into your upcoming EP, but, you know, I'm a really boring guy. I like to start at the beginning. So I want to take you way back to the first year memorial release, Seasons. The band co-produced that with Justin Lowe of After the Burial. How influential was he to that release? I think it's tough to even put that into words. We really looked up to Justin and the guys in After the Burial. We would go out to their shows and support them and got to know the guys and um, befriended Justin and found out he recorded records. So um, we we ventured out with him to do a record and he really taught me how to play metal guitar. He taught me how to play polyrhythm breakdowns and sweeps and all these types of things that I hadn't even known really how to do. Um, and we were just pretty basic metalcore at that point, but Justin really expanded our horizons, um, introduced me to uh, Meshuga and some Pantera, things I have heard of at the time, but I had never really invested time listening to. Yeah, 
he helped us along the way and it was kind of a weekend recording record we would work five days a week and then i would drive up to his apartment every weekend and we recorded it over like eight months and uh so it really developed and we were able to test the songs out at local shows as we were writing them bring them back and he would give us feedback and improvements yeah that that record is a special one for us Coming out of those weekends recording seasons was great songs like Vanquished.
Justin's death really came as a surprise to everybody. How did it affect you guys personally? I've never had a friend so close pass away. It was very, very difficult. I had I had seen him at a show a few weeks before they went out to record their latest record. And we were going to hang out. And we just weren't able to because of time restraints. And um, he went out there and I found out like everybody else when his statement went up. Um, his really long statement. And um, I texted him right away and I said, what's up, man? And I never heard back from him. I texted him a few more times, called him. And it was, it, it hit us all really hard. I, I had to take off of work because of it. It was, it was really, really tough. With that release, with Seasons, that basically laid down the structure of your following releases. I mean, they're all set up with this combination of vocal tracks and, of course, the instrumentals that you guys are really known for. What's the intention for that? Are the instrumentals designed to create some breathing space for the listener? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, my brother Tom, the drummer, and I are really into instrumental music, and um, I'm sure Blake listens to it a fair amount and Skip as well. Um, but I was listening to a lot of Explosions in the Sky, and Tom really likes this band Hammock, and um, we really like this atmospheric sound. And the metal music can be so intense, you almost want to, and creating an album, create this space to rest and to take somebody into another track. Um, it's kind of difficult. I mean, even then, bands were creating singles, but not as into creating albums, or like song for song, with a, each song having just a ton of parts, and then another song with a ton of parts, and then it's just a whole record of a ton of parts. Not all bands, but some. And, we really enjoyed that and wanted to kind of create a story as it went through each album. We were really happy with the way they've turned out over the past few records.
when I spoke about your albums being structured, and you were speaking also about the music starting as metalcore, it's progressed a lot since you first began. Like, I mean, it's radically different what you're doing now. Yeah, I, I suppose it it went from a lot of the part 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 things um, that we were doing before, and it kind of had you know a more scattered feel to it. Um, it was a little bit more difficult to predict what part you were going to hear next. It was more about keeping the interest with a new part throughout the song. And uh, as we grew as musicians and artists, we started to understand that we wanted to try as best as we could to take away everything that didn't need to be there to make the really good stuff shine instead of just having another part after another part. If you write a a riff that's good enough, you can bring it back a few times and everybody's going to be happy about it. Whereas when we were writing Seasons, sometimes on that record you'd hear a riff and you'd be really stoked on it and it would never come back because we were too busy getting to the next riff. <laughs> so that's just kind of the way it worked out and developed. But yeah, things sound very different from Seasons, but there's still, you know, that little bit there that still remains of what we've always sounded like. So. You're totally neglecting to bring out the prog element to your music. That is true. Um, that is something that did develop once we started working with Justin. And another one of the bands he introduced me to was Dream Theater. And um, that was something I was not familiar with. So I was very more straightforward and he helped uh, expand our horizons there. So his influence on our band is stretches beyond what I think we can even wrap our heads around. Well, we've been talking about Seasons, the debut release. I always wonder for a band, what's the hardest one to do? Is it the debut or is it doing the follow-up? What was the difference between doing Seasons and Atonement? I think with Seasons, it's kind of refreshing to do a debut album because there's a nervousness to it that you've never put anything out before but there's no level of expectation, so to speak, to come back from. So Seasons was exciting for us, and it was exciting for the local scene, I think, because they had heard us playing those songs and developing them and refining them. Um, but once we had signed to Face Down Records and put together our um, sophomore release, Atonement, you take a different approach to it, at least we did... Um, and you really think in light of what did we like about the last record and what did we not like, how to figure out what you want to do on this record different to uh, bring something fresh and keep the stuff that you really liked. And um, But we never felt this like extreme pressure to produce something um, that I've heard other artists talk about. I've never felt that way anyway. We always just write the music that we thought sounded that this is the best music that we can put out and... That's what we always have landed on. So, Well, then that makes me curious. So when you're recording an album, do you consider the fan base or is it for yourself? I think it's probably a little both. And it probably depended at one point in writing from our first record to the last one we've done. Uh, we'd probably answer differently. But uh, we always considered, you know, the fans going to be able to mosh during enough parts? Are they going to be able to move around enough and um, considering tempos for songs and how the parts go together? So you definitely think about that. But at the end of the day, if we're not happy with 
the way the song turned out, then we're not going to put it out. surface coming from the second album, Atonement, from Your Memorial. 2012 had Your Memorial releasing Redirect, which gave more changes to their sound. Let's get back to Willie as we speak about that album. Your Memorial's 2012 release, Redirect, had a really unusual opening song, Transfiguration. It's very laid back and has a clip of C.S. Lewis who says, 
The Christian life is simply a process of having your natural self changed into a Christ self, and that this process goes on very far in time. One's most private wishes, one's point of view, are the things that have to be changed. Has the Christian life for you and your memorial changed over the years? Absolutely. I'm not sure from the whole, but I, yeah, I believe so. All of us grew up in what you would call Christian homes, and um, things have definitely changed in how we've understood who Jesus is and what the Christian life is made up of, and are we just being moral people, or are we truly depending on God's work to change our hearts and our affections and our desires as C.S. Lewis talks, I mean, one's most private wishes, one's point of view are the things that have to be changed. Um, and uh, we've come to understand that apart from God's sovereign work changing our most private wishes and point of view and our heart, our desires are always going to be bent towards everything that is against him, towards ourselves. Do you think that this gets specifically reflected in the music of your memorial? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. At the moment, I can't think of anything specific. Maybe the song Transform um, talks about that on Redirect, but our whole new EP talks about all that from top to bottom. The whole EP is about how it's God's sovereignty that is at the peak of all things, and, uh, and it has been life-transforming for us to understand those things. Transfiguration, the gorgeous intro to redirect. This is Willie from Your Memorial, and you've got The Antidote with Dave Hawkins. Christian life is simply a process of having your natural self change into a Christ self, and that this process goes on very far inside. One's most private wishes, one's point of view, are the things that have to be changed. self is there, it's taint for the overall we do. We try to be religious and become fancy. We try to be calm and become patronized. Social service ends in red tape and officialdom. Unselfishness becomes a form of showing off. I don't mean, of course, that we to stop trying to be good. We've got to do the best we can. Out of ourselves and into Christ, we must go. You know, I found the songs on Redirect were positive. I mean, they're almost worshipful. Even the songs like Shipwreck, which talks about struggles, but it has this line, I need you to lay the foundation. Keep me anchored in what you want for me. You are everything I need. 
How easy has it been to have a strong faith? Very difficult. Very difficult. Wow, you're being honest. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not living on the mountaintops every day? Absolutely not. No, no. Um, that was another thing. I mean, once you realize that Christian life is not about um, having your best life now and every day is a Friday type of a thing, um, it's transformative and it actually allows you to rest and trust something outside of yourself. Yeah, Shipwreck is definitely a song about wrestling, and um, it's tied directly to Scripture about their faith being shipwrecked. And um, over the years, we've as we've toured and been in what you would call the quote-unquote Christian music scene, we've seen innumerable amount of Christian bands or professing Christians totally reject and walk away from the faith. And by God's grace... That was not us, and our faith strengthened over the years. It was nothing that we, you know, nothing that we did special that made that happen. Um, we were just grateful that um, God changed our hearts and changed our minds, and uh, was gracious to us.
you spoke about the new EP, which is still yet to be released at the time of this talk. So I've only had a chance to hear a couple of the songs. This time it looks like you're bringing in a different message. It's not worshipful. This is like Turner Byrne confronting people quite adamantly. Yeah, it's interesting the way that we released the tracks, um, for sure. The first track we released was called Degenerate, and uh, it's really talking about original sin and how we're all sinners. Not because we sin, but because we sin because we're sinners. And um, it was really rooted in um, Romans 3, with tons of other passages from the Bible to um, assemble that. And, um, and then the next track was about election and how God chooses some for salvation and um, passes over others. And those are difficult uh, things to illustrate in a song, um, but they're certainly biblical um, rooted themes to the songs for sure and passages of scripture throughout. Um, but uh, and we had pushback from some fans when we released those two first two songs the way we did for sure because even from a theological standpoint you won't find all christians agreeing with your viewpoints exactly um yeah one comment you mean besides the one that says you're a heretic yeah i'm sure that's out there i'm sure that's out there <laughs> but um some, some of the comments were kind of directed towards, I thought you guys were Christians kind of a thing because it was so, so dark. And, um, and that is one thing that I've, over the years, have understood differently as the scriptures talk about the reality of sin and how, how far gone we really are. We're not just kind of bad. We're absolutely um, aimed towards ourself and would self-destruct. We would destroy everything if it wasn't for God's restraining grace preserving us. So um, it's really talking about the reality of sin and how evil it is and how awful it is um, because we truly believe that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is only good news when you understand the bad news. Just by the nature of it, good news has to have the antithesis, the bad news. So... We started off by leading with the bad news, and uh, people in what I would call the Christian stream are not too friendly to hearing the bad news. <laughs> not, not at all. As we were talking about, everybody wants to be on the mountaintop, and nobody ever wants to see a valley. Yes. Yeah, those, those two songs are very intense. And as you said, they're, um, they're from a particular theological perspective, for sure. And um, we knew writing a, a Christian metal record is one narrow point, but then taking a, a theological tradition and narrowing it more will be difficult in some places to be received, but that's what we wanted to write it about. Maybe you'll accept your memorial's message, maybe you won't. But you have to appreciate the song Embers.
that you're so upfront about being a Christian band. So many bands that I've interviewed, even one who are adamantly just producing everything for a Christian market. Oh no, we're not a part of that. We're not really like a Christian band. Yeah, we we used to try and tell that line with the comments of we're four Christians in a band, we're not a Christian band kind of a line. Um I don't know. We believe that everything we do is to glorify God. So I don't know that there needs to be this like hiding from the fact that we are. I mean, we're not ashamed about it. So this might be a very long rabbit trail, but um, in the sense of we strongly feel that Christian art and music is largely terrible in the sense of the quality. Um, There's often this idea that because it's Christian, you get a pass on producing good <laughs> creative content. And so, yeah, we d- we have never wanted to be that band that's just like, oh, listen to us because we're Christian and we're going to create subpar content. We're going to do the best that we possibly can do. And uh, so, yeah, that's just a side note on. <laughs> and of course, this is why your memorial is on the antidote, because the antidote's tagline is Christian music that doesn't suck. That's great. I'm happy to be involved in that (laughs) tagline. (laughs) Yeah. This is it. Your memorial final tour. Why bring the band to a close? It's been 11 years and... And you're old and you're slowing down, are you? I don't know if we're slowing down. I mean, we're really happy with 
um, the latest release. And I don't think we've ever felt better playing live before as we have now. Um, it's not about slowing down. I think it's just a different uh, season in our life. Um, I mean, that was our first record and we had a line in it. There's a season for everything. And we truly believe that. And with uh, having a touring hiatus in 2013, um, three out of the four of us got married. Obviously, you're creative guys, and creative people never stop creating. So what's the next step for each of you individually, then? I'm not entirely even sure. Um, I know Blake is a graphic designer. He's got a, a business rolling and does freelance work. I know he would like to keep making music to some capacity. I'm sure all of us would. But um, we've just understood our priorities and our responsibilities with our time and our families at home. They just take more priority over creating new music or touring or anything like that. I mean, even this, we've only been gone for about a week. And it's like, we just want to be home. We want to be with our wives and our families and children. So, um that's just where we're at now in life. Um, and we knew that if we didn't go now, it probably would never happen. We were happy to come out because we thought it was going to be one just last show. Yeah, it's definitely a different season in life. And uh, it's totally mutual. I mean, we all love each other. And it's a very bittersweet thing. Um, but we're super happy we got to get together with Ryan Latrue and uh, Jason Dunn and Face Down Records supported us for one more EP, and we think it's some of the best work we've ever put together. Um, it sounds amazing. And so we just wanted to go out with the biggest bang we possibly could and make it happen. So the next season of life, we'll, we'll certainly see what happens for us. But you're right, creative people always will want to create. So you never really know what is going to happen next.
we moved back in time for that track, Immaculate Design off the Atonement release from your memorial. We're also moving back in time, back to the roots of rock, on the next edition of The Antidote. Mike Stand, yeah, yeah, that's his performing name, came into the music scene in the early 80s with the enormously successful punk band Alter Boys. Twenty years later, he formed the full-bore rockabilly band The Alter Billies. Next week, Mike joins me for a talk about all of the music he's made over the decades. Believe me, you're going to love it. You're also going to love the closing track from Year Memorial's self-titled EP. The singles may have been harsh, but that turns 180 degrees on Steadfast. Enjoy it, and the last of the antidotes talk with Willie Weigel. See you next week. As we brought up earlier on, it's been 11 years for your memorial since it began. So now it's the end. If there was to be a memorial built to your memorial, what words should go on it? Um, I am not even sure. Um, we're so grateful for how blessed we've been over the years, everything we've done in this band, um, all the people we've met, all the places we've gotten to see, all the relationships that we've built. And, uh, I, I mean, I could say it in three words. God is good. Um, there is a season for everything. That was this band. And, um, we're grateful that we were able to create music and share it with people all over the world. And, uh, yeah, when we started and we were playing in a VFW in Zimbrota for our first show in 2006, I would have never imagined where we are today. Willie, it's been great having you come to The Antidote for a talk and enjoy your life at home. Thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate it.